0: darlings, and welcome to A Free Bean Salad Presents Here We Go Again. We're watching the Mamma Mia films. This is our eighth week, which means it's our fourth time watching Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, the 2018 sequel to Mamma Mia, the 2008 film. Jack, what did you think of it this week?
1: Boy, oh boy, what did I think of Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again this week? Well, I thought it was a nice movie about some pretty cool people that sing a lot of songs and also they're in greece but it's actually the czech republic and uh, uh no not the czech republic it's uh croatia it's really croatia it's a good movie but they never say the word croatia that's my one complaint they never say the word croatia hey uh, well, what about you how'd you how'd you find
0: it uh i really enjoyed it this week boy oh boy there i like i had a lot to unpack this week and i mean i sent you some <laughs> extracurricular stuff uh you sure did that we're gonna have to get into but suffice to say i now know a hundred percent for sure what the goat story is uh <laughs> oh my god as i have every other week <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i i'm just gonna get straight into it i watched yeah, the film this is
1: like um the never-ending goat story it's <laughs> I love that Jack Black (laughs) film. Uh,
0: So first things first, watch the film with one of the two commentaries that come with my 4K copy, specifically the commentary by Al Parker, the director, writer of the film, who had an awful lot to say. Very humble gentleman by the sounds of things. He's constantly just going, like, oh, my writing wasn't even that good. But even even with the best writing in the world, you know, with these actors, they it's just what they do with it is what makes it. And they honestly did such a good job. And he's just constantly complimenting everybody. And it's, you know, it's nice. Uh, That's really nice. But the first thing I took note of was that he mentioned there's a Beatles reference uh, on the address for Ruby Sheridan because it, it says, Ruby Sheridan care of Epstein
1: Martin. Uh, oh! Oh, shit, like their uh, manager, wasn't he? Yeah. Martin Epstein, yeah. So,
0: that's interesting. Goddamn. Uh, I guess he <laughs> he's, he's still alive in this timeline. Uh, Supposedly, yeah. Also, I took note that Ruby's address is in Beverly Hills, which isn't Las Vegas, so... Hmm. Tut, tut, tut. She's clearly been seen out of Las Vegas in this decade. Uh, <laughs> the courtyard, which I learned through this commentary, was actually just on an interior set with a CGI background. Uh, you can That's see damn. you can see the dolphin thing in the floor if you if you look out for it. Which uh, just saying, they clearly we were clearly right. They clearly have just plastered over Aphrodite's fountain.
1: Uh, all that heritage lost behind layers of plaster <laughs> truly says something about that our That heritage, that
0: <laughs> fucking supernatural fountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I took note, there's just so, so many trick shots in one of us, like, so many, like, cool scene transitions that I don't think we've given enough credit so far. Uh, fantastic. That's
1: actually really fair. I really enjoyed that uh, sequence, this week, but uh, I mean, it's not gonna as tell Sky you why. Is,
0: Sky is, you know, trash. Uh, although mm. Al Parker specifically said in the commentary uh, that he thinks that you know, he said, I was juggling so many characters, and I think Sky got the worst of the juggling. Uh, <laughs> which fair <laughs> enough, uh, no one likes Sky, is what I'm learning.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, if you could, if you think about it, in let's use an analogy of uh, juggling eggs. <laughs> sky sky's the one that looks a little off and if you were to crack it open it's probably tar <laughs> <laughs> one of those famous
0: tar eggs <laughs> yeah the <laughs> next note it's been a while since i've seen it but wasn't Hugh Skinner in Fleabag as a character called Harry
1: he was. Do you know what? I was meant to bring that up the last time we watched this. I was literally meant to bring this up because I think I mentioned that he and the guy that plays younger Sam appear in a movie where young Sam plays young Colin Firth. Oh, yeah. Uh, you did
0: mention that at one point.
1: But yeah, Hugh, I was meant to bring up as well that Hugh Skinner is indeed in Fleabag as uh, the main character's uh well, one of her boyfriends, Harry. Hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, Same character, probably. I next
0: learnt that during the shooting of the Waterloo sequence, apparently Lily James had a broken toe. Uh, Fuck. Which She's surprisingly, yeah, fucking professional that she no doubt is. She fucking still just fucking goes for it, and like fair play to her. Although, apparently, oh, yeah. apparently there are some shots where it's uh, a stunt dancer.
1: So, which like well, I can't I can't fault that broken toe is a broken toe you know.
0: Now next up I have a fucking a revelation in this commentary about one of our favorite characters, the customs man. Uh, <laughs> I learnt why the reason why he was originally written in was to fix a continuity error that exists between this and the first film.
1: The. And okay, The
0: writer-director specifically says In Donna's flashbacks In the first film The young dads look kind of Ridiculous and preposterous And nothing like how they look in this film And he said the reason I wrote in the passport Man was So that we would see their passport photos And it would look like what Donna saw them as In the flashbacks in the first film And then he would comment about Oh your hair looks shorter now or blah 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 But in terms of like logistics. He wasn't able to make it so that all the characters would have to show their passport to him at some point, and so he just decided to kind of, you know, 36 that gag, but he's he's still in the film, uh, and he's still brilliant. So, you know, we still love him.
1: That would have been such a good gag. I'm, I'm annoyed that that didn't make the cut, but totally, again, understandable. There's only so much you could fit in a script.
0: Now, next up, I have... I mean, I have... I should say multiple goat stories this week. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to get into the first one, which is an article I found on a website called Cinema Blend, who uh, apparently interviewed some people in the run up to this film being released on DVD. Uh, so here are here's here's a quote from the interview. Uh, this is regarding uh, Donna's death uh, specifically. Okay. They asked what happened to Donna. Hugh Skinner. Only one person knows the answer to that. Jeremy Irving. And that's the goat. Did you see the goat in the movie? Laughs. It's a beautiful performance, but that's the only one who really knows what happens. And let's just say <laughs> it involved the goat. That's what the writers tell us, Josh Dylan, You didn't hear it from us, Irvin. No, the goat was involved. <laughs> uh... I swear to God, that's a real fucking quote.
1: <laughs>
0: what? That's all we hear. So it somehow are they re- are they re- involved the goat.
1: Are they referencing the goat that chases? I guess Donna? so.
0: That's the only goat I remember in the movie.
1: Uh oh dear. <laughs> I mean it does It does conflict slightly with um, an interview I read with Al Parker that I brought up before, in which he says that Donna was killed by cancer, but there's... I have a note on that. that. I have
0: an explanation, (laughs) because I remembered that. Excuse me, I'm eating a spring roll. uh, (laughs) I remember that you brought up the cancer. And so I looked up goats and cancer, and I found uh, a research paper by... uh, Well, it it includes this quote that I... I didn't look any further into it than just this quote, but I'm taking it on face value. Exposure to goats could increase risk of rare type of lung cancer, according to French researchers.
1: Well, tickle me, fucked.
0: But Bill, (laughs) why is that amusing?
1: (laughs) I was going to say another possible... um... Another possible thing is that the goat is called cancer.
0: <laughs> and not Capricorn.
1: Uh oh, it could have been a mistranslation, you know, they got their zodiacs mixed up or something. Well, I've
0: got mistranslations and that sort of thing coming up, but uh oh, yeah. we'll get into we'll get into my other goat story in a bit. You've uh, thought of it
1: all, huh? <laughs>
0: anyway. Uh according to the commentary, apparently Bill's twin is called Kurt. Uh
1: so uh, i wish they gave him a funny name like yeah, I'm, not sure if <laughs> I'm not sure if you've seen uh the like a uh, donal and brian gleason are in a new show on channel four called frank of ireland yeah and uh donald gleason's character is just called doofus uh and i was listening to an interview with donald gleason because i think he helped write the show as well he's like we just couldn't come up with a name for him. I know it's not funny, but we just called him Doofus. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I wish, I wish it was Doofus Anderson.
0: <laughs> Apparently, Stellan Skarsgård really wants to do a spin-off film about Kurt, and I, please. I say let him.
1: <laughs> yeah, please, for the love of God, give us some answers.
0: Now, onto the mistranslation bit. Uh, well, I, I, we kind of rode with your idea that maybe the Swedish you know maybe maybe Bill Swedish when he's young is, is is like you know not great and you know maybe they're mispronouncing some things Bill saying I have at least 18 ulterior motives uh, <laughs> it's clearly him trying to say uh, I have at least 18 outboard motors he's just bragging about his vote.
1: <laughs> I I have a note that will probably bolster that. Uh, bolster, because I think bolster. bolster I think I watched the movie the correct way this week And oh, it would God. actually It would very much uh, <laughs> It would strengthen your theory
0: All right, next But note. that's that's to come Next note is that the I told many many people joke The director said that uh, He subconsciously and totally Inadvertently stole that from a sitcom Called Sports Night Uh he says, "You know, I've, uh, that's my favorite joke in the film, and I thought it was so funny and, and came to me so easily. And it was only after it was shown in the trailer that everyone pointed out that it had been done before. So, <laughs> bit of a oops."
1: God damn that! I mean, that stuff happens. Yeah, I guess. Like it, it you know, the amount of times I've heard shit like that. Mm. But it, I look. I'd say uh, Sports Night needs to get over itself and hand, hand the joke over to Al Parker. Damn right. Hand the rights over.
0: Next note. Does share exist in this universe?
1: An interesting question. A very, very interesting question. Uh, I guess... <laughs> I guess it's almost like an extension of the you know, what we call the Mamma Mia problem. Mm. Do, like, do ABBA exist in this universe? Are these characters singing ABBA songs? Are Don and the Dynamo's a tribute band? Or are these songs by the Dynamo's? It's, and then there's the extra layer of Cher having a real life ABBA covers album called uh, Dancing Queen, I believe it's called. I mean, there are so many layers to this, I'm just trying to think where you could even jump off with this. So Ruby could be and I'm just spitballing here. It could be a Hannah Montana type deal.
0: Now there's an idea.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So she has led this double life as Ruby Sheridan. When in fact she is clearly Cher but she's just wearing a wig, you know, like Hannah Montana oh my God. And no one could tell.
0: Ruby Sheridan?
1: Fuck off, come on, it's definitely a Hannah Montana type deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) Called it. I'll I'll look I'm gonna workshop it a little more. I might I might look out for more evidence next week because there's definitely loads of evidence in the movie as to whether Cher exists or not.
0: (laughs) And if she does, does her family know about it?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. It's like... Like, Donna knows that she's a
0: singer, but was this, like, under... Was this, like, a a different time? Was this before she became Cher? God knows. Anyway, next note. Executive (laughs) producer, Tom Hanks.
1: Amen. Of course. You financed this, buddy. (laughs)
0: My final non-extracurricular-related note, which I think it's fair to say my notes this week have been short but insightful... Uh,
1: Definitely. Who
0: or what are they pointing at at the end of Super Trooper?
1: I ooh, good fucking question. There, You're good, you've you've got a lot of good questions. Camera. Like
0: I would, I would have thought. Like they say somewhere in the crowd, there's you, and it would make sense that they point at the cameras if at the audience, but they're pointing off camera. So
1: yeah, and it, I was going I almost said they could be pointing at. Donna, but Donna's part of that ensemble at the end. Mm. Um, perhaps it's the goat. It's always the goat. <laughs> the it greatest of all Kurt. time. <laughs> it could be Kurt. Uh, i almost said the storm, but obviously they're already in the storm. Like, this is the eye of the storm, the Super Trooper sequence. Mm. Um, maybe. Maybe. Okay, here's here's a Just, again, spitballing. Thinking on my feet. It could be Styx's, like, bundle from the first (laughs) film. After she discards it, it falls somewhere (laughs) and ends up in the sky.
0: Well, I think it's time we move on to the extracurricular notes and the actual goat story. Uh, Because... There's a, a lovely little bonus feature on the Blu-ray, apparently not on the DVD, but on the Blu-ray in the 4K, called Hi Jinx. And in it is it's basically just a gag reel, just just a bunch of people dancing, doing silly things. We'll get into some of the more disturbing things uh, shortly. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the footage it cuts back to the most is Stellan Skarsgård as Kurt dancing, and I was... uh, The only reason I tried to find this particular feature was because in the commentary, obviously I was listening out during the goat story bit, I was like, oh, what if he says something about the goat story? And he said, after we shot that, Stellan tried to tell the goat story through interpretive dance, and that's somewhere on the DVD extras.
1: Uh (laughs) Fuck. Uh.
0: Ah. So, I I, uh, posted... Uh, About an hour or so ago To our story asking if there was anyone Who was good at interpreting interpretive dance And a friend of the show Joe to Earth got in touch And (laughs) after an analysis uh, Their analysis was Okay so basically The dance is meant to interpret A longing to return to your youth As it slowly begins to fade away You know like everything at the end of time Basically that but in dance form (laughs) So, Rodden, <laughs> what does this have to do with the goat?
1: He's really bringing in everything at the end of time into this. Like,
0: <laughs> How is this story, A, amusing, and B, about a goat? Discuss. We have about now. Look,
1: okay. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna look. I've got the video here. As do I. I've it's, got a special think...
0: edit that I made Uh. In between the time that I sent it to you and now, which is just <laughs> Stellan's
1: performance. Okay. Um I think first thing to know is the actual kind of the title. There is a difference between uh hijinks and hijinks. Hmm. I mean, you know, why have they chosen this spelling this kind of like
0: They've separated it they've, into two
1: words. There's yeah. Whereas it's no, I've normally seen it spelled as a single word. Hmm. So you know, as they say, with like uh, poetry and short stories, like, and you know, this is like a very short clip. Uh, writers will often employ the the title as like a tool to add further layers. So let's just keep it in mind. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna start playing it.
0: And for the audience, we should also point out uh, some of the other imagery. In this clip includes uh, the, the the lead singer of the band who is he, is he ever given a name? I can't remember if he ever is. Uh,
1: no, he's just Sophia's son. Yeah, I Sophia's always son. mistake. I Other always Donner. mistakenly call him Hector, uh, but that's the horse. The horse is Hector.
0: Which uh, interesting bit of trivia? Uh, the horse is named Hector because uh, what's the name? Julie Craymore, I think it is. Uh, mm. She has a horse in real life called Hector So
1: Nice, good good to see some Hector recognition
0: uh, But Yeah, anyway so We'll just call him Hector anyway So Hector, Sophia's son, not the horse uh, I can see he's getting confusing <laughs> yeah. already uh, Yeah, there's a There's a bit of him uh, You know, his band performing And then it pans to the side of the stage Where he is just tied up and gagged uh, With no explanation uh, there's mm-hmm. also footage of either Benny or Bjorn, uh, dancing, uh, in an empty <laughs> Oxford hall. Uh, there's also... That's Bjorn, yeah. There's also footage of, uh, I guess Benny, uh, receiving a slice of bread as a tip while playing the piano. <laughs> uh, and perhaps most interestingly, outside of the sticks-based footage, uh, Or outside of the goat-based footage. Sorry, I've spoiled it already. We see sticks!
1: (laughs) Just dancing by herself on the pier.
0: entirely by herself on the pier, without sticks of any sort. Which implies Mm. that there is a a point off-screen where she threw them down. Interesting.
1: (laughs) It is interesting. Interesting Um, that she
0: decided to dance entirely on her own this time, and not... Not with the crowd like last time. There's a lot to read into there.
1: There is. See, one thing I kind of thought the first time I watched it, I've just watched it through again, and I'm currently watching it through. Is Kurt kind of like influencing the rest of the world? Like the rest of the cinematic world? Because it's like it cuts back and forth between him dancing, and then just wild shit happening, so I'm wondering does his, you know, in a kind of fucking, you know, we've said a lot about Greek mythology on this podcast is he a kind of, maybe a Zeus character fucking it up for the mortals below, because like, you know well, like, you go through it bit by bit starts with the well, first of all, starts with the boombox being put on in the church and uh, the graduation hall, whatever, and then it's kurt dancing on stage at the greatest suite of all time awards he's done he's having a, a laughy laughy time cut like hard cut to the band performing except for hector who's tied up and gagged screaming and then he smiles to camera then we get a shot of all the graduates from the college and they all seem to fall dead mid-dance and as well I should point out that most of the seats in the conference room where the greatest Suite of All Time award is being given, most of the seats are empty bar Kurt's family. So has he vanquished? has he like vanquished all these people? Has he, like, and he's just basking in the glory of his own destruction. He's hopping around like I guess like a goat. Then and you know what's interesting as well about uh, Benny receiving that tip in his hat? It's... whoever puts it in, it's not... it's not a slice of bread. Like, you see them put in a coin of some sort, but it comes out as a slice of bread. Oh
0: my god, Benny's a magician.
1: Yeah, his true calling. What the fuck, Benny? And then Bjorn... Oh,
0: no, it's like Jesus turning things into the bread. (laughs) Um, well, we got that mystery solved We know who the Jesus yeah. figure is now
1: uh. <laughs> It's fucking Benny
0: <laughs> Was there ever any doubt in your mind?
1: Customs officer kills himself That's all I can read from that He bludgeons his own head against his, his very own cabin I'm not
0: sure if that's intentional Or if it's just, you know, death by misadventure But he's definitely dead at the end of that
1: mm. It's It's got a Der Todes King vibes This whole Uh, clip has their Totus King vibes.
0: (laughs) I think you described (laughs) it earlier as being like the ending to Southland Tales.
1: Yeah, it it just feels so surreal and strange and there's just all this wild, esoteric shit going on everywhere and it feels slightly apocalyptic. Uh, Yeah. What the fuck? That feather boa that uh, Bjorn's waving around, it's the Swedish flag, I just realised as well. Oh shit. Um... I definitely don't have a solid answer for what the fuck is going on here. Do you have any, uh, any ideas?
0: Uh, well, just I only know what was told to me on the commentary, which is that Kurt is telling the goat story through interpretive dance. And I have what Joey told me, which is that it's about longing for your youth, apparently.
1: <laughs> In a similar fashion to everything at the end of time.
0: So, yeah, uh, based on Joey's interpretation, how do we read into this?
1: Okay, well, let's see if we're going... God, let's see now. So, we start off, Kurt's grooving, he's laughing to himself, he's wiggling about. He's just, he's having a barrel of laughs. Okay, I'm just gonna, the next Kurt bit. He's a little more stern as he hops around, I like, he seems to be miming like a a bah, you know, like a like a goat. Yeah, he's a little more stern there when he's hopping about. And when when do we see him again? Again, yeah, he ends up oh stern, but with a little bit of goof to him. I cannot make head head nor tails of this. Stern
0: <laughs> so, with a little bit of goof to him.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry to our audience who may not have seen this clip. It's beyond description, really. <laughs> it's I just don't know how to unpack it. I, uh, fuck me. How <laughs> I'm at a loss. Um, maybe just to go back to the 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 point Joe made about this being similar to everything at the end of time. I reckon uh the band have tied. Uh, Hector up so that they could play Everything at the end of time in it's entirety Which is something like Fucking 12 hours I think Maybe more Well,
0: Fact check that Anyway uh, So what notes do you have
1: Oh Baby 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 do I have Some Notes Sorry, i have just—it's everything at the end of time. The uh, the longest section of it's 88 minutes. Sorry, getting sidetracked. Let's go to my notes, Jack's notes. So I had my first, I suppose, novel viewing experience of the year. Veered <laughs> off the vanilla track, if you will. Uh, went down the, old, the 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 chocolate road. Uh, I'm what? spouting shit here. <laughs>
0: breathe man
1: let me take you back a few weeks okay oh dear god no <laughs> not again I can't face no. it again No, not those weeks not those weeks okay oh. look it's, it's an, it, was a, it was a good week don't worry it was a good week <laughs> now I know you're joking <laughs> so I actually think this happened either the second or the first time that we had to watch this movie I was sat on the couch of my apartment, and (laughs) this is very pathetic, but my portable DVD player was all the way over on the other side of the room in a drawer, and I was not fucking arsed to get it. And I thought to myself, I kind of tricked myself into thinking, well, if I just buy a digital copy of the movie... On my laptop right now It means that I'm like if I'm ever in a pinch I need to watch the movie on short notice I can just watch it on my phone So I go and I buy Mamma Mia here we go again From uh, YouTube movies And I stick it on This is Bear bear in mind this was like week 2 or week 4 I stick it on And Movie starts playing It's fine it's great I'm having a wonderful time at the opening scene, Sophie is uh, singing, thank you for the music the I'm saying. I'm like, great. I can't wait to watch this movie. Uh, cut to next scene. She's speaking fucking German.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot where you lived.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those not in the know, I live in Germany, and so... If you buy films from uh, YouTube movies, uh, they are in German and there's no way of changing the language of the audio. <laughs> so, I you did was say then... already
0: to me, I'm not sure if it was privately or on air, you did already say you were planning on watching it in German this year at some point, anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was with the full knowledge of knowing I already owned a German copy that I may as well get some use out of. So silly old me felt very stupid and eventually walked across the room to grab my DVD player because I was like, "I'm not, I'm not watching it in German just yet. This is too early in the year." However, last night. Um, <laughs> I was feeling very sleepy, and surprise, surprise, I wasn't arsed getting out of bed to get my uh, DVD player when I remembered, oh, I have the German version on my phone. Well, may as well watch the German movie. And so I did. I watched it in bed. I was also not arsed grabbing my notebook, so I (laughs) I took the notes on my phone, so there's a lot of going back and forth between the movie and my notes which made the movie take fucking way longer. Uh, I got about halfway through, fell asleep, woke up this morning, watched the second half. So, my first note is just German dialogue. Whoops. Uh, in German, uh, the word Dynamo is spelled the exact same way, but it is pronounced very differently. Dynamo. Which just made me smile. I really liked that. Um, now, I will I will admit, I, like I said, was quite tired watching this, and I got to the one of us scene, and I just could not stand the look of Dominic Cooper's face. Mm. And then I remembered, oh, with YouTube movies, this, this, this started to sound like an advertisement for YouTube movies. I was like, oh, I could put the video to 1.5 speed, let me just say, One of Us sounds way better at 1.5 speed. It's really fucking groovy. I would highly, highly recommend it. Uh, but I enjoyed it so much that I decided from that point on, while watching the German version of Mamma Mia Here We Go Again, any time there was a song I was going to change the speed. I think I only slowed down one song, and I don't have notes on all the songs, because some of them weren't great with the speed change, but some of them were very interesting sped up. Intriguing. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and
0: say that I accurately predicted, to an extent, what your uh, viewing method was uh, after reading your review.
1: <laughs> I figured you'd get the German part, but I figured there was no way you'd get the, I fast-forwarded every song. Well, not, you know, I listened to the songs, but just way faster. Uh, Fair enough it kind of it kind of changes it into like a a Swedish techno musical it's great because <laughs> that's kind of what you get when you speed up disco tunes <laughs> I mean I guess um the scene where Harry is trying to speak French on the stairs is uh, all the more confusing when you know you're used to hearing him switch between English and and French, and instead he starts going between German, French, and also English. However, whatever way they dubbed it, it's there's three languages going on there. Um, one thing I did notice while watching the film dubbed is that whenever a character's name is said, the voice actors really put on like a thick American or English accent specifically for the names. Because they don't translate the name, so it'll just be like like oh, uh, it's gone Harry It's just like <laughs> so jarring. Uh, as a matter of fact, my next note is that the <laughs> the most jarring kind of switch of languages in the whole fucking movie has to be the Waterloo scene where uh, <laughs> you know Harry and Don are, are speaking at the table. In German mm. And it's obviously not um, His actual What's his name again? The guy plays young Harry
0: Is it Hugh Skinner? I think
1: it is Hugh, Hugh Skinner, It's a, thank you It's uh, not Hugh Skinner's voice It's a German voice actor But going from uh, This German voice actor Who, you know, just doing his thing To Hugh Skinner's very posh Very enunciated English singing f- Like fucking Flipped my brain about three times over. Yeah, it's like, like I'd, a recipe I'd...
0: for whiplash.
1: Yeah, exactly. It felt like fucking mental whiplash. Is exactly what I was going to say.
0: It's not my fucking tempo. <laughs> uh,
1: Waterloo at 1.5 speed kind of sounds like. <laughs> now that's between... my fucking tempo. <laughs> it sounds kind of like a mix between uh, a very fast polka and hardcore punk. So, would recommend. Um, Then we get the scene where... (laughs) uh, Sophie and Sam are talking in Sam's little uh, hut thing. Mm -hmm. And again, there's just like a very heavy accent on uh, Bill and Harry. And it's... I obviously cannot replicate a German person trying to do... uh, fucking uh, Pierce Brosnan's accent in the middle of like just you know switching from German to like two English words and doing Pierce Brosnan's accent for those two words Fair fucks for trying but like no one could do his weird accent Uh. (laughs) In that same scene uh, you'll of course know that uh, Sam has a line where you know himself you talk about Donna And he says our dancing queen uh, I had a feeling That the German for dancing queen Wasn't dancing queen But that is what they say They say unser dancing queen and I was like Yeah those two for- <laughs> words
0: never got translated into <laughs> German
1: <laughs> uh, Well Funny you should say that there. At the end of the way German has a word for everything
0: Most like- languages do
1: But, like, German is known for, like, having, like, really dense fucking compound words where they'll basically just, like, uh, for example, uh, the word for ambulance is uh, krankenmobil, which means, like, health wagon. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) It is very funny. Or Yeah. um, And, like, uh, hospital is krankenhaus, which means health house. uh, Whoa, I never would have guessed that. The German word for dancing queen Because they have a word for dancing queen Is Tanzkönig. What does that mean? Uh, it, <laughs> I, d- I don't know I'm guessing it's just like uh, At a glance it probably means Dance queen <laughs> Dance monarch or something
0: <laughs> You are the I, dance
1: monarch <laughs> <laughs> Tanzkönig. Uh, <laughs> I know
0: ABBA did record like a few of their songs in German, as was the style at the time. Uh, mm. So must, they, they very possibly have spin. a German dancing queen.
1: I'd love to hear that. Um, I do have uh just a a note uh that says S O S because again, fucking whiplash going from a German person trying to do Pierce Brosnan's accent to Pierce Brosnan actually singing S.O.S. to himself it's just a lot for the mind to handle Um, the one song (laughs) that I slowed down uh, was Why Did It Have To Be Me Uh, yeah it took so long I forgot how fucking (laughs) like I I kept it in uh, half speed up to the point where they they see Alexio. Mm. Uh, and I do have some notes on... Why'd well, it have to be me, don't I? It's Yeah, it's just kind of, like, nightmarish. Like, it's it wasn't a pleasant experience at all. But one thing I did notice was, um, obviously, with, like, recording any piece of music digitally these days, uh, like, to some degree, there is, like, a... Like, subtle pitch correction will be used, like, in, like, recording pop songs. It's a very common practice and most of the time it's undetectable but when you slow uh why did it have to be me down you can hear just how pitch corrected uh Josh Dylan has been <laughs> and so like there's a lot of very jarring leaps here and there uh what else have we got? oh yeah in why did it have to be me you know it's kind of interspersed with ad libs from uh Lily James you know just kind of going like oh like oh oh you and all this stuff those are dubbed in german so it's again just a very strange experience like realizing how familiar i am with those little bits of audio that like i would you wouldn't notice how how well you know them until they're replaced with like someone doing them in german (laughs) we've all been there uh, <laughs> here's a great line And I want to see if you can uh, Tell me what it is I'm going to say it in German I want you to tell me who says it And what they're saying Okay Mein motor is kaput <laughs> oh,
0: I knew it <laughs> uh, <God. laughs> Let me think <laughs> 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 my engine is kaputt. <laughs> I hope this isn't horribly racist somehow. Uh, Just I think who, I think, think it's Alexio saying my engine is no working.
1: Yeah. That wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine. motor is kaput It was like grill. <laughs> it just it was my favorite line this week, I think. Just it was really great. Jesus Christ. Um okay, a note that doesn't relate to any uh German stuff. Who gave uh Cienfuego his powers? Now I did write that note while slightly uh, asleep like it's like very very tired i had just woken up when i was at about this point of the film and i think my brain kind of got confused and thought that he caused the storm (laughs) (laughs) who's to say he didn't like maybe he's trying to i read over my notes earlier i was like oh okay let's try and make sense that stupid fucking note that i wrote Maybe he's trying to stop Ruby from coming to the island. He doesn't... No, Maybe he's trying to to
0: cause Ruby to come to the island, eh? Ooh.
1: Maybe. Ooh. It could be either or. Like, I don't have a definite answer, but I just want to know who gave him his powers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good question.
1: Um, I sped... Oh, wait, no, never mind, sorry. Let's see. Yes, sorry, I sped name of the game uh to double speed. Hmm. So that was I think that was the first double speed song that I did. Uh and it might be uh my favorite song in the movie, Double Speed. It's just really like groovy. And uh again you get a lot of like uh it kind of emphasizes some of the pitch correction that they do because YouTube's like uh speed uh like playback speed thing is not very well designed. Like, the, you get all horrible glitches and uh, audio artifacts and stuff. Yeah. But it kind of works really well with Name of the Game. Like, you hear some of the pitch correcting they've done on Lily James, and it actually sounds really fucking cool mm. and works really nicely with this uh, improved version of the song. Oh, fuck. I mean, um, I know how
0: I'm watching this next.
1: Yeah. <laughs> with the other me. commentary. <laughs> Uh, knowing me and knowing you, I put to one point two five speed. Uh, just kinda gives it just kind of gives a little more punch. Like it just kind of ha- has a little more uh, pizzazz to it. It's a little more driving or something. It makes me want to kick some fucking ass. Is what I have written down. <laughs> one thing that I did. <laughs> one thing that I did not expect uh, while watching the movie in German. Was that the on-screen text is also translated, so Tokyo is spelled with the German spelling, which is there's an I instead of a Y, and uh, Sweden is Schweden. It just got, again, just a weird thing that just, I was like, whoa, what the fuck, like, how many languages did they do that for?
0: How do they translate the goat story? (laughs)
1: oh no i should have written it down verbatim i can't i can't remember off the top of my head i can't you remember call the... yourself a fan i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry get
0: off the podcast i'm bringing robin back in your place
1: <laughs> <laughs> please i'll do better look I've, I've i've got some i've got some good notes i swear uh, do you how have any in? notes
0: about my outboard motors <laughs> <laughs> I have at least eighteen outboard motors.
1: How many of them are kaput?
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I mean, it. Um. Me, l- all right, Fury, I'm building right here on the spot. We occasionally have these on the show. The reason Alexio's engine is no working is because Bill stole it. Because Bill is trying to build a collection of outboard motors. <laughs> and so he stole Alexios earlier.
1: Maybe it's not a collection of outboard motors, maybe it's some sort of superboat.
0: Yeah, he's trying to build with his collection of outboard motors. He's There's trying nope. to have outboard motors going in a full 360 around his boat with <laughs> yeah. which he will control the ocean's tides. <laughs> And he will somehow use this to produce fluid karma? I don't know.
1: Yeah, something like that. Eventually, he'll replace the deck of his boat with outboard motors. If they're inside the boat, are they inboard motors?
0: That's a good question.
1: We need a sailor to answer this. Um,
0: (laughs) Any sailors listening, get in touch.
1: Mamma Mia at 1.25 speed. Uh, In all capitals, I have written down... <laughs> and again I was very sleepy. The stomping, the clapping, the unadulterated cokery. I see. Um from what I can recall, I somehow got it into my head that everyone in that bar is on Coke, and that's why they're moving so fast, even though I had the film on one point two five speed at this point. Yeah, it was totally my doing.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: Angel Eyes at one point five speed sounds like. Um, are you familiar with the the term Gabber? I am not. Gabber is uh, a kind of subgenre of techno music, very popular in the Netherlands. I believe it originated in the Netherlands. That's basically it's your like uh, old school style techno, where it's just got kind of like a kick drum and some very basic synths, except it's way fucking faster and way more distorted. So it's like, the idea is to get as fucked up as possible and kind of, like, jump on the spot as fast as possible while these drums just kind of go, like, par- pardon this fo- the following noise, but... <clears throat> um, So, Angel Eyes sounds like a Gabber track at 1.5 speed. Uh... <laughs> that
0: was a long fucking build-up.
1: It <laughs> sure was. Um... Dancing Queen at 1.25 speed all caps I have written down extra groove and I can only wholeheartedly agree with my sleepy self it, it did have some extra groove uh also Dancing Queen at 1.25 speed makes Colin Firth 1.25 times hotter <laughs> uh I can't explain it it's just it's just the truth
0: it's just what your head came up with you know what sleepy minds speak awake thoughts <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, my awake thoughts definitely do be going. The whole cast is on coke. Don't, don't ask why. Um, <laughs> whoever they have doing uh, the dub of Cher, uh, she's really trying to do a share impression and kind of falling flat, but it's okay. I respect the effort. I really do. Uh, I put I've been waiting for you at two times speed. Uh, <laughs> and there's you know the scene the, the the shot even of uh Sophia running up the hill and running up the stairs to Donna while she's giving birth? Yep. Uh hilarious in double speed is all <laughs> I could say, especially with uh <laughs> with sped up I've been waiting for you playing in the background. Uh comedy gold.
0: Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know this film was so funny. <laughs> I've been taking it deadly seriously the past eight weeks.
1: Yeah, isn't this like a like a sort of like a, a tragic drama? Yeah, it's an slash existential
0: thriller? science fiction film about d- death and lung cancer caused by goats. Yeah, I can't believe like, we finally figured out exactly how Donna definitely died. <laughs>
1: I'm glad that we could uh, squeeze a few laughs out of such a deathly serious movie, though. It's uh, it's, it's good of us to lighten this uh, extremely dark material.
0: Yeah, it's the reason why the Super Trooper number was put in. Originally, it p- apparently it was just going to end with the uh, the christening scene, but the director writer on the commentary just said we couldn't leave the audience going out with a bit of a downtrodden ending. Gotta gotta throw in something special so we put in Super Trooper.
1: <laughs> so we replaced uh, Donna's ghost with the literal heat death of the universe, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or whatever it may be.
1: <laughs> I've got just a few more notes left here. Uh, I don't think I mentioned, but the guy that does the German dub for Cien Fuegos has such a whiny fucking voice. Like it's like it could not be further from Andy Garcia's dulcet tones. So when he shouts out, uh, Ruby! It's more of a, Ruby! (laughs) (laughs) I gotta see this. It's so good. It's so pathetic. Like, it's such a pathetic little yell. Um, Fernando, at 1.5 speed, again, just feels like a fucking techno tune because the drums in that song, there's a lot of, like, timpanies because, uh, you know, actually, that it, that is to do with my next note. Uh, Abba sure did write a lot of songs about war. Uh, yeah,
0: Waterloo, uh, Fernando. I uh, feel like Dancing
1: Queen, w- <laughs> Mamma Mia, Dancing which Queen, is which of- is of
0: course about the uh, upcoming feminist revolution. Uh, uh,
1: Mamma Mia, which is of course about the hanging of Benito Mussolini. <laughs> uh, Jesus
0: <dick>. Christ <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Can we include that?
0: <laughs> oh, He was a dick, come on He was a dick, but like, Jesus Christ This is a family show <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but Yeah, Fernando sounds like a fucking Banging techno tune because of all those timpanies and war drums and shit uh, My Love My Life At 1.5 speed Uh, kind of another great war song there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and again it it sounds a lot like another war song our last summer (laughs) Uh, when you speed it up it kind of it it doesn't sound like it in terms of the chords or anything but it has the same vibe when you bring it up to 1.5 speed but it also makes the piano um, horribly horribly distorted and glitchy and it's very unnerving which was quite nice for me at fucking 8 in the morning. Uh, okay. I um, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember taking this note. I'll be honest. This is my second last note. Uh, 1.5 speed super trooper is. Switch to all caps. Super horny. <laughs> except. Except for the very last harmony. Like the very last note, I do remember it. Like that, if you speed it up, just does glitch out a bit, and it sounds horribly discordant instead of like very harmonious and like final. It just sounds really spooky. And my final final note is uh the the best dubbing in the entire film actually happens after the film has ended because it's the fucking post credit scene. Um, it's just it's so seamless because I was like, Oh my God, are they going to have the German guy sing the, the start of uh, take a chance on me, but it just switches to, uh, Oma Dalili's actual voice so seamlessly that I had to kind of rewind and watch it again. I was like fucking pretty sick. <laughs> and that's all my notes. Of course, one
0: of us is a song about a grieving war widow who wishes that her husband was there. Uh,
1: God damn, Abba. SOS
0: is is of course about the sinking of the USS Indianapolis, Uh, because of course, famously, uh, they didn't send an SOS signal because that's how secretive their mission was. Uh, So when you're near me, darling, can't you hear me? SOS. (laughs) When and when you're gone, meaning like when the ship is sunk, when it's gone, uh, they found it pretty hard to go on. Because they all mostly fucking died. <laughs> um, kisses of fire. Fucking, that sounds, it... that sounds like getting that... a love letter. And you know what a love letter is? It's a bullet from a gun.
1: <laughs> I was going to say kisses of fire could be like, um, maybe the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, there is that.
0: Uh, <laughs> Super Trooper, possibly. obviously a trooper, a, a, a soldier. I mean, that's just obvious.
1: What else have we, got? Uh, <laughs> we, got <the> <laughs> we got? We got the mailbag. We got the mailbag. Let's go to the mailbag.
0: Well, you posted a question sticker. The podcast posted a question sticker. The podcast got a question this week. The question is, is that the mark of the Riddler? The
1: mark of the Riddler? As in the fucking question mark? Look, I'm just going to say it, I'm sick of these fucking villains co-opting punctuation. What do you, do you what have says any questions? You... I...
0: <laughs> no! Cool, so on to the Patreons! Woohoo! Our first patron is Adam Redmond! Adam Redmond! Our second patron is Mrs. H. Mrs. H. Our third patron is Jack Cavanaugh. Jack Cavanaugh. And our fourth and currently final patron is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, people have genuinely, I've been told, had dreams about him because of us mentioning him on this podcast. (laughs) Andy Kinsella.
1: Andy (laughs) Kinsella.
0: Yeah, well, will see you and Andy.
1: Yeah, please do. That's,
0: yeah. A, that's a genuine... I'm not making that up. I'm genuinely the top. What the fuck? If you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash pod, that is the word free, and donate 5 US dollars or more per month and you'll get your name read out in this section. You can also donate less and you'll get other rewards but not get your name read out here or you can donate more and you'll get your name read out here and a lot more. I'm kind of thinking that we should probably just give up trying to shill our Patreon because honestly we've had the same four supporters for over a year and so far no one new has joined. But yeah. Lost someone, so. uh, I think
1: we should start shilling it at the start of episodes so people can fucking skip it. That's
0: a fucking good idea. Ah, oh, that's a good idea. Next week. Next week. Uh, you
1: fucking cheapskates are getting advertised <laughs> no matter no matter what.
0: Oh, uh, that's fucking genius. Uh, of course, as we all know, uh, fucking. Oh, I'm trying to think of a a joke here. Uh, Lay all your love on me is obviously about like a wartime romance, uh,
1: <laughs> or is it about? Um, no, I I nearly made a really money money joke, money so.
0: <laughs> is a uh, money 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 is a song about uh, recruitment officers trying to recruit new soldiers with promises of uh, good income.
1: Uh, very fair, very true, one hundred percent true, and not made up on the spot. Yep.
0: Yeah, definitely. These are all true. Uh, uh,
1: gimme, gimme, gimme. A man after midnight is uh, a shortage of soldiers. And like, a, <laughs> during like World War II. Uh,
0: Winner takes it all. That's what happens at the end of a war. Winner takes it all. <laughs> uh, so thank you for joining us for this eventful week, audience. We will see you next week for the first Mamma Mia again. But until then, uh, this is where the story ends. Sunny side up, lots of ham.
1: Away, away, away. Ham curves away.
0: <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Sunny side up, stuff. lots of ham. Oh my Pierce, god, a finance Pierce ham! <laughs> 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 they're cooking up Sam! They're cannibals! <laughs> <I'm>
1: <laughs> lots of up. ham! <laughs> they're cooking up. <laughs> <laughs> cooking up Sam the Fireman's <laughs> house